Hi, I'm Graham Nolan, creator of Bane, Joe Frankenstein, Sunshine State, and Monster Island. You are listening to Crusader Chronicles. Read them all. You're listening to Crusader Chronicles, episode 27, featuring Amazing Spider-Man number 171 and X-Men number 106 from May 1977. Welcome to the 27th episode of Crusader Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. Crusader Chronicles is a podcast that will journal the comic book issues read chronologically by their release date from my comic book collection, either in digital, in a trade, or from the many long boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide short recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issue or issues for that release date. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection and have some fun along the way talking about them with my friends. Speaking about friends, let's see who's here with me. As always, we have Jarrett Albrecht, the yard sale artist. Bad. The prescription for danger, aka death probe. What's up, man? There is a dead body in my house, and I'm pretty sure one of you guys killed him. Mm. It's a mystery. It is a mystery. It was me. One, you, <laughs> never mind. It's not a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I was gonna say you might be wondering, is this a carryover from last show? No. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's carryover from an entirely different show. <laughs> It is true. I've thought about it. And I'm like, oh man, that's right. I've seen this somewhere. <laughs> Podcast worlds are colliding. Podcast worlds are colliding. Well, let's see who else is with us. I think I hear Jason the Weasel Skull. Albrecht is here as well. Yes, indeed, Pat. I am here. I'm looking forward to talking about some Spider-Man and some X-Men and having a good time tonight. Very good. And also with us is Delvin the Dark Web Williams. Well, I already admitted that I am the one who's the killer, and I came with a ridiculously bad costume. <laughs> <laughs> Just hideous. <laughs> Put no thought into that. Oh, my, my, what the hell was I thinking, really? Would you say it's worse than the Sandman one we saw? Ooh. Oh, that was a bad one. <laughs> I mean, at least Sandman has like that was his B outfit. That's like my my laundry, my regular outfits in the laundry. I'll be back. Right, later. right. That green striped shirt was in the dry cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I must spice things up. <laughs> like you shouldn't have, but I mean, but you tried it. <laughs> That's a good one. Good one. Well, before we take our first break, let's go ahead and take a look at what's in Pat's poll list. Woohoo! We're Ooh, here. Pat's poll list. New segment. New segment. Yeah. Let's go Are ahead. We're going to have music that goes with this. Pat's poll list. Pat's poll list. Pull them if you got them. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where are we pulling again? <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. Pat's poll list is just a quick check in on the other comics that I have in my collection for this featured month. And here's what I have for May 1977. Well, for the first issue in Pat's poll list, of course, it's Star Wars because we had issue number one last episode. Now we have issue number two, continuing the adaptation of the original Star Wars movie. I have that issue too in my treasury edition. Very cool. I have two treasury editions. Oh, <laughs> 
So for this issue, on the cover, we have Luke Skywalker with a blaster pistol, Ben Kenobi with his lightsaber, and looks like they're in the cantina bar and they're facing a lot of different alien beings for this issue. Oh, yeah, I looked up that cover myself. It looked like, yeah, the cantina scene like on steroids, like it was a yeah. lot more going down than what happened in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to give you a very quick high-level brief synopsis on what happened in this issue. I'm going to take this from mycomicshop.com, and it's called Six Against the Galaxy. Princess Leia is in the hands of the evil empire and the sinister Darth Vader. Now it falls on farm boy Luke Skywalker to seize his destiny and rescue her and save the galaxy. But he cannot do it alone. Luckily, he's gotten some help from old Ben Kenobi. That was just a crazy old man. Once a great Jedi Knight known as Obi-Wan. Han Solo, a cocky ace pilot and all-around scoundrel. Chewbacca, the hulking Wookiee and loyal co-pilot of Han, and the droids who hold the key to the Empire's defeat, C-3PO and R2-D2. So, have any of you guys read this? I have. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've read it. <laughs> you don't ask a man if he's read Star Wars Issue what? 2. Delvin, yeah, have you read Star Wars Issue 2? Comic book fan. Get your ass kicked for saying something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's ask Delvin then. Nope. <laughs> oh, man, Delvin. What? I already we went through this last Crusaders. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to start writing summaries for this just for you. <laughs> no, no, don't do it. <laughs> that would be more of a bus kill than bus Killington. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about a bridge. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so this one, you know, it's covering the cantina kind of a scene where and how Luke gets hooked up with old Ben. Like Jason's synopsis last time, it's Star Wars. You've seen it. You should know it. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly. Not everyone has watched Star Wars. Ugh. Well, they should. Well, your butt. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Took a odd turn. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Pat's poll list segment's already going too damn long. Is what you're yeah, yeah. I was going to say, who's going to edit this one? I thought you were just going to be like, this is the issue and this is the book. That's yeah. what I thought, too. Here, he can't help himself. Okay. No, I got to ask a few questions and that's it. So, all right. So now we know. <laughs> he just sounds mad. Yeah, I am mad. <laughs> For you guys. You he gets fired up about his Star Wars. Like, I tried to share my comics with you guys. Me lie, you know, I'm going to whip this back in. <laughs> y'all don't deserve to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. You know what? Y'all grounded from Star Wars for two more episodes. <laughs> you're, you're banned. You're cut off. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll see what's on the next month's Pat's poll list and see what So there's only there. one book for this poll list month? There is only one book for Thank this goodness. poll list. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, an enjoyable book for me when I read it. I don't know about you guys, but obviously we're not going to ask at this time. <laughs> so it used to be enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, now, before we get started with the rest of this episode's issues, let's go ahead and take a quick podcast promo break, and we will be right back. Grab your bat microphone. It's time to start the show. Check out the Bat Pod with your host, Bill Beer. This was, cucumber this sandwiches. was an issue. <laughs> yes, have you ever had a cucumber sandwich? And his co-host, Joey Galvez. I mean, I like it, you know, cucumber water. Have you ever had that? It's so refreshing. It's, it's, it's... Topic of the week. I really love the Michael Keaton Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. I thought you were going to mention Batman and Robin for a minute. <laughs> you know, George Clooney. 
had you hello or character spotlights. The condiment king was a guy named Buddy Stanley, a, okay. a former stand-up comedian, but, you know, stump your co-host segments. Okay, where's your Batman card? Just go ahead and send that to me. Sorry, sorry. And we'll, and we'll rip bit. that up. <laughs> Okay. You can find the Bat Pod on the nerdylegion.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Google Play, and we are now on Stitcher. The Bat Pod is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Network. We're a crime fighting collective. It's the Bat Pod. What the blue bacon? Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the first featured comic of this episode. It's Amazing Spider-Man number 171. Let's go ahead and find out some of the credits for this issue provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. Publisher is Marvel. Got a cover date of August 1977. On sale date was May 10th, 1977. Cover price is 30 cents. And it was edited by Len Wein. Writer, Len Wein. Penciler is Ross Andrew. Inker is Mike. <laughs> the coloring bad colorist is Glennis Ween. You can read along with us in some reprints, either in the Essential Nova Volume 1 trade paperback from 2006, or the Essential Spider-Man Volume 8 trade paperback from 2007, or you can probably find this on Marvel Unlimited. I believe Nova's out there too, isn't that right, Jason? That is correct. Yeah, I did read the Nova story that took place before this one, just so I could figure out what the heck was going on. Oh, you read it? I did, sir, yes. Oh, teacher's pet, whatever. I told you I snowed in for two days. I had a lot of time on my hands. Ah, fair enough, sir. Fair enough. Cover credits go to penciler Ross Andrew. Inker is Frank Giacoa. And speaking of the cover, let's go ahead and get a cover description from Jared. Happy to do it. We're still flying the flag of the Marvel Comics Group banner and its black letters on a yellow background. Spidey still stands in his corner box like a dedicated sailor in a crow's nest. And that crow's nest is light blue. Soaring like a gull across the top is the classic Amazing Spider-Man logo. White letters with black highlights lights and the webs the main action gives us a nautical theme it's all coming together now isn't it we see spider-man and nova but they're chained to the anchor of a say it with me dolvin hydrofoil a what yeah never mind And the heroes seem to be plunging to their doom. The villainous Photon, yeah, I don't know either, shouts to them, With my two greatest foes slain, nothing can stop Photon. Another cover blurb reminds us that Spidey is side by side with Nova. Avast ye mateys, hoist the mainsail and find me, parrot. Dark web, give me that anchor splashing sound effect and in the sea. Bloosh. There you go. All right, hold on a second. I'm getting seasick right now. <laughs> I need Take your drama mean before yeah. you listen to that. Ooh, I got to sit down. Save the That's drama mean for your mama mean. What? <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Good one, Delvin. Good one. Good one. <laughs> Speaking about good ones, let's see what we thought of this cover. Jason, what's your thoughts on the cover? Well, I thought the cover overall was very dynamic, and I like the colors. It's tension-filled. The one thing that really detracted from it, in my opinion, is that hydrofoils don't work that way. They don't just stand on the water with their little hydro skis. <laughs> and that really just kind of uh, yes. that, that takes away from it quite a lot. Because if it's actually moving at speed to be up on the skis and he drops an anchor, he's going to kill himself. <laughs> Yeah, he's just going to flip that little boat over and it's not going to be pretty. 
<laughs> so yeah, those are my thoughts. What did you think, Pat? Well, I think that's like a really big anchor too for that hydrofoil. That is a good size anchor. The colors are good. A little action packed a little bit as well too. I'm more interested in Nova because I don't know a lot about him. You know, I know kind of who he is, but I've never read any of the older Nova. I've read some of the newer stuff. So I'm kind of interested to see how this turned out with Nova. Delvin, what do you think? That's a pretty good cover. I like how the colors combine with it. It makes for a dynamic cover. It would be nice if the heroes were doing more in it. You know, you got Nova who is, he's a flyer. It would have been cool to see him fly. You got Spidey who is all sorts of dynamic, but both of them are chained to the anchor. And then there's Photon. (laughs) He's like a little goblin. I don't know what the heck (laughs) Photon is. I think it should be spelled (laughs) F-E-A-U-X-T-O-N. Yeah, I am not on the photon train at all there. Is he like Nova's bad guy or? I don't even know if Nova has a rogues gallery. They've tried to make him a thing several times as far as a solo book. And they've gone everywhere from making him kind of like a Spider-Man-esque street level guy to a galactic type hero. And that's where he is now, where he's like super powerful. There's a Nova core. Mm-hmm. And all that, but like as an individual book, never really made it. Which is to say, I don't know if Nova has a villain in his rogues gallery at all. If he does, I don't know of one. Anybody just, else? Just photon, bro. <laughs> that dude killed his uncle. That just reading the Nova issue, this was the first time that he encounters Photon, so I don't think he's a classic Nova rogue, if you will. Nova only lasted like 25 issues or so, so I think that this was a short-lived title, and I suspect that this crossover was to try to boost you know, the sales. Yeah. Boost the sales, get some readers onto the book. Ooh, good C-worthy comment there, Delvin. No, no. F-A-L-E-S, not S-A-I-L-S. It's a devil entendre. It was. Didn't even mean it. Jared, what's your thoughts? Cover good. Well said. Well said. Yes. <laughs> I agree with Delvin. I think the colors are great. It's a good variety of colors. It's eye-catching. You feel some peril with these guys chained to the anchor. But on the other hand, I was like, well, I know Nova's pretty darn strong. And I know Spider-Man's heck is strong. Mm -hmm. They should be able to break that. Spoiler. They do. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. I like it. But no great shakes. Well, let's go ahead and find out what we want to rate this one. So our cover rating is a one through five. Five meaning that it tickled your tummy feathers. You loved it. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. And one, it falcon sucked. So let's find out. I'm going to give it a three. I liked it. It didn't really float my boat. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jarrett, what's your thoughts? I am going to be right there with you. I am going to give it a three. It didn't really fill my sails. That's not a real phrase. (laughs) Delvin? It also gets a three. Anchor didn't sink all the way to the bottom. It just kind of (laughs) stopped. Halfway. Jason? Well, I'm not going to make it walk the plank with a two. I'll give it a three as well and throw it in the break. (laughs) Well, the tides didn't turn for any of us. No. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like we're all on the same wavelength. (laughs) That's right. Oh, we better start going before we get any more zombies. <laughs> oh, we're not stopping. Toot, toot. Get on board. <laughs> toot, toot. The boat is even. That boat has left the port. No, really. What's a hydrofoil? Damn it. <laughs> we'll explain later. Let's go ahead and get to the story synopsis. And that's brought to you by Delvin. Can do. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker 
was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. A Spider-Man. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man. His amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. The title of this issue is Photon is another name for... This issue of Spidey was a part two of two, and us Crusaders didn't get to read the first part, well, except Jason, which was Nova issue 12. In honor of that, I was going to do something where I would only use half sentences, but let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) That's my boy. That's my boy. (laughs) That wouldn't make a lot of sense. Instead, we're going to honor my first karaoke outing here in Charlotte and one of the two songs I got to sing, The Sound of Silence. Let's go, my old friend. The issue starts with Ralph Ryder laying there in the naked light we saw him and everything. The ending vision that was planted in our brains of Ralph's death was more than enough to solve the case, but don't you dare disturb my sounds of not silence. We get a little backstory on Nova 12, see Photon's ridiculously bad costume, and the exposition leads Spidey to web himself to Nova, who takes off like a flash of a neon light. Cut away to Harry Osborne and Liz Allen, who apparently is being stalked by someone hiding just out of sight, not quite neath the halo of a street lamp. Meanwhile, three of the suspected killers of Ralph gather at a lighthouse flanked by the bad guys of Advanced Idea Mechanics, who number 10,000 people, maybe more. Spidey and Nova catch up to them and the action starts. The heroic duo are doing well until Photon in his ridiculously bad costume ambushes Nova and Spidey with his ray gun. Photon gets the aim goons to chain them to an anchor and drop them into the lake like silent raindrops. They fell. After a narrow escape, Spidey and Nova do some more thinking, head back to Ryder Mansion, catch Photon and defeat him, and with both Spidey and Police Captain Steel delivering the words of prophets as to who Photon in his ridiculously bad costume really is. Well, Delvin, thank you for that wonderful. So let's go ahead and get to the. (laughs) I get it. Oh, that's funny. Let's go ahead and get to some bric-a-brac for this issue. First up on the list is a first read or reread. Jason? This is a first read for me. What about you, Delvin? It was a first read for me, Jared. It's a first read for me. What about you, Pat? It's a first read for me as well. What does that mean? That means it's a... A a reading rainbow. Boop, 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 boop. 
Got to ask, so Jason, did you read the Nova first or did you go back and read it? I read the Nova first. Oh, okay. You follow directions. Like it's you follow directions. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at the end of the last one we read and it said to be continued in Nova 12 or whatever it was. So I read that one first and then I read oh. this ASM 171. Very good. Well, let's go ahead and find out some highs and lows and let's start with Jason then. Well, I thought overall it was a great mix of a whodunit thriller and it had some pretty decent action. I know that the villain was a little bit lame, but mixing in aim kind of spiced things up, and I found myself turning the pace. I don't know about you guys. Delvin, got a high or low? I'll go high. We do it nearly every episode, but you know what? He's worth it. Ross Andrew has done a great job. I have enjoyed looking at his Mm -hmm. artwork, and this was another good one. He got an opportunity to draw Nova, and he did a good job showing Nova flying through the city, uh, and Spidey riding shotgun along with him, and I thought that was pretty cool. I would have liked it if Spider-Man had a hang glider or something like that. Uh, (laughs) Well, half of us would have. Yeah. Oh, that would have like, eh, that makes sense. (laughs) Science fiction. (laughs) Why am I the hamburglar in this scenario? (laughs) Somebody's got to (laughs) be. Well, I tell you what, I've just got done being sick for a week and I'm kind of in a grumpy mood. So I'm going to start off with a low. I started reading this and I got, what, a page and a half in before I was like, oh, this is a lame whodunit sales booster for Nova. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Jared? Mm. I kind of agree with you. As soon as like from literally page one, there was that episode of South Park one time where like these aliens came, whatever, and all the kids like, don't care. And, yeah. I was, and I kind of feel the same. Don't care. Okay. I, I, yeah, kind of with you on that. I am. So just if you thought that you were going to be out there on Negative Island, at least know that there's a bridge to Delvin Town. <laughs> I'm off of Negative Island? Yes, off of Negative Island that you can come visit. I do take pride in finding the positive and everything. So when we come back around, I promise to have a positive. But that was just my initial thought when I started reading. I went, oh, here we go. Sales booster for Nova. Let's just yeah. get through this. I do agree with you. It made me more excited when I saw the little one-pager with Harry and Liz yes, and what's going I, I on there. I completely yeah. agree. That was the most exciting part of the comic to me. Yeah, I have no idea who that is stalking Liz. Is it the guy that bought the house? I don't know. When I first started the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is a game of Clue. I have to find out who did it. Did you care? Yeah. No. <laughs> <not really. laughs> and I was more interested. I was like, well, what happened in Nova 12? Jason. Oh, so now you want a synopsis on Nova 12? No. no. <laughs> I might have something right or here. Did, did, they cover, did they cover it all up? They did a pretty good job of encapsulating what happened in Amazing Spider-Man 171. In Nova 12, you had the professor guy, and he had some device. was never really clearly articulated what it was or what it did, but there were several people that were after this MacGuffin, and you saw them in Amazing Spider-Man 171. It's revealed that one worked for the Mafia, one worked for AIM, another was just a seedy businessman. Peter Parker happened to be there because he was doing a physics experiment. He needed some information and to study, and the professor was good friends with Dr. Connors. So Dr. Connors pulled some strings to let Peter come over and use his library and use his research. So that kind of put everybody in the room. And then the photon guy attacked, laid Peter out. And then Richard Ryder, aka Nova, was coming to visit his uncle and then found out that his uncle had been murdered by this photon guy. And he and this detective race back to the house. And they figured that the murderer still has to be there just because of how quick they got to the house 
or whatever. And, yeah. Who wrote the book? Marvel exactly. Wolfman. Then Nova sees Spider-Man. Assume Spider-Man might have something to do with the murder. They fight. They kiss and make up. That's pretty much it. Well, let's go into another round of highs and lows, but this time we're going to add highs, lows, or what the, Jason? I got to admit that they kind of got me with the calendar clues. (laughs) I felt kind of ashamed. They laid out the fact in Nova 12 that the professor liked to do anagrams, and I didn't pick up on it. I didn't pick up on the calendar clues, and if you had been paying attention, you could have solved who the killer was. But, you know, that would mean that there would be a degree of giving a damn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you can't judge something if you didn't read the first half of it. (laughs) Au contraire. Watch me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I read the first half. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good story. You're right. It was an attempt to boost sales for Nova. I don't know if it worked or not, but it still was a good story. Well, it must have got them another, what, if this was 12, it ended at 25, so 13. Yeah, got them another year. Yeah. Delvin, high, low, or what the? I will indulge the what the this time. Okay. They needed to advance the action a little bit because the action was kind of a little bit slow. So it was kind of like, ugh. I'm a super dynamic flying hero, but I ran into this ray gun. And then Spider-Man, oh, me too. I ran into the ray gun. Gun. Really? The one directional ray gun that all you had to do was move? (laughs) (laughs) That was some quarrel, you know. (laughs) That's a dragon. Just move. You both are super fast and... So that's my what, though. Nova, fetch my shoes. <laughs> Jared, mm. I lower what the... I promised a high, mm-hmm. and my high was going to be, well, they teamed up in this book, Spider-Man and Nova. They get along really well. And mm-hmm. I know they're both kind of young guys. So I think they just kind of clicked. You yeah. know, they had a lot of energy together, and I thought they were fun together. Jason spoiled a little bit for me, though, because he told me they fought in the last issue. But in this issue, they didn't have any of that. I got to prove I'm better. They did a lot of good teamwork. And I thought, you know, you don't see that a lot in comics. Anytime another hero comes in, they fight and they grouse about who's cooler and blah, blah, blah. And these guys were just like two dudes hanging out. So I like that. They what about you? That Nova one too. So, I mean, they ended up pretty much like how you see them in Amazing Spider-Man 171. Well, that's good. You, you know the Mighty Marvel way. There has to be conflict yeah. at first. Yeah, but I, I like the fact that they just kind of got along and didn't feel the need to try to show off to each other. Good teamwork. Pat, was it your turn? <laughs> yes, it's my turn. I'm going to give a hi. I really like the action scenes in here when they're fighting AIM and all those guys. I like those. There was a lot of good fight sequences here in this episode. It was drawn really nice. Yeah, Ross does good work. Yeah. Does anybody have anything else on the issue? I'm going to do a one more what the. Let's do it. This dude, Nova, his uncle gets killed. They're like, oh, go check out this train. He's like, sure. And he's like all smiling like, what's up? I'm a superhero and I'm having fun. And I'm just like, that dude killed your uncle. (laughs) (laughs) You are way too peppy. (laughs) Maybe you didn't like him. A little too peppy, Pat. (laughs) Yeah, your uncle uncle just got killed and you're just very enthusiastic. (laughs) Just thought that was weird. Anyway, that's it. I got greedy tonight. Dare I ask, I'll do a question here. How did everybody enjoy eating the filler? (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, Lynn, he does a very good job of setting up what's coming up next. Maybe he was told that he had to do this and maybe he had that Will of the Wisp story. It was going to be a three-parter or something. Cut it short to two parts. Did his Nova filler, but he included the Liz Allen and Harry Osborne cutaway, which going to be important. I don't know what it's yeah. going to be about. I don't know what story's being told here, but it looks like it's going to be important. So filler was okay. I think that was really smart to do too, because like you guys, I found that the most compelling part of the book. I want to know what's going on and I know it's laying the foundation for some big event that's coming. So while I'm reading this thing going, okay, I'm going to have to just grin and bear it and know that this is a Nova sales pitch here. I still liked it because it left me just enough taste for the what's to come. I thought that was a smart ploy. Mm -hmm. I agree. Same. With that, why don't we get into the silly Spidey moment? So what is your silly Silly Spidey moment, Jared. Now, see, here's the thing. If you'd asked me this a year ago, what's your silly Spidey moment? I would pick something completely different. But this time, I had to laugh when Spidey kicks one AIM agent in the butt into another AIM agent and says something like, it's been a long time now, but since you first put that ugly wire mesh trash can. Oh, <laughs> I, if, I was wondering if that's going to be Delvin's. On your pointed little head. And now when I see the phrase trash can in a Spider-Man book, it's going to get a laugh. It's all <laughs> Delvin. Well, I'm done. That was mine too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the trash can. I missed that one. I have another one. The one that I saw that made me laugh was the cutaway with Liz and Harry. Harry was like, you keep that up, Miss Allen, and my head is going to get so big, my hair won't fit. It's like, oh, too late. (laughs) You got that's mine. (laughs) I'm just thinking like, dude, don't ever bring up the hair. (laughs) You leave that on the back burner for life, son. She's had to notice by now. <laughs> I, I don't care. Don't bring it up. <laughs> that is, trigger. is ridiculous. <laughs> That's why he's seen the psychiatrist because of his hair. Yeah, he's going to a shrink for a reason, right? <laughs> That's funny. I will say I did like, he says, fat chance, Sunbeam. You couldn't find the road to Zanzibar without Bob Hope yes. and Bing Crosby yeah. to help you. <laughs> now, I, Jared, I used to like the road to movies, so I that one tickled my funny bone a little bit. Yes, I almost picked that one, too, because I'm a fan of the road to films. So I was like, oh, that's a joke that it's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my alternate. I like it. I had an alternate as well. And I think I'm going to start maybe doing a little count as well, too. I'm going to do chuckles count. <laughs> he likes to call people chuckles. I don't, that, I don't know if Len likes to write that name or something, but he does it two times in this book. Double chuckles. <laughs> Chuckle count is and two. a spoiler alert, I think there's one in X-Men. There is. I think you're right. <laughs> I think Cyclops so, actually says it too, of all people. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't seem like the Chuckles type. No, well, I wasn't you. expecting a Chuckles out of Cyclops. But we'll get to that when we get there. Right now, let's go ahead and get to some ratings for this issue. Just a reminder for the rating, it's a one through five. Five, it tickled your tummy feathers. You loved it. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. One, it Vulcan sucked. So let's find out how it fared for Delvin. It gets a three for me. It wasn't a bad issue at all. I enjoyed it. Art good. Looking forward to whatever the next main storyline is. I think it's going to be a big one, but um hazy right now. So sky's the limit. What do you think, Pat? I am also in the camp of three. I liked it. I liked the fight scenes that were in it. And I kind of liked the whodunit, not knowing what happened in the Nova one. So it was kind of interesting. Decent filler. I ate it. Jason? 
Did you eat the filler? I did eat the filler. I'm going to agree with you too and say it's a three for me as well. I think there was some benefit to reading Nova 12. I now have my Marvel Unlimited codes. I don't know if I've mentioned that or not. <laughs> but So I have access to all 25 of those Nova comics and I am not going to read them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jared, what do you think? Oh, Nova. Did we all give threes on the cover? We did, yeah. So this yeah, could we're be a... all giving threes on the story. So we're at a 3D rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I get, get a three. It was absolute filler. And I got to tell you, giving to this book a three is actually kind of a high compliment because I'm the kind of guy I'm like, this is a sales pitch book. Screw you. I'm not even reading it. But. Yeah. Ross Andrews' art carried the day. That little seed with Liz Allen carried the day. And, you know, it still had a fun vibe. So I'm okay giving it a three. So we got a three-ding rainbow. There we go. Three all the way around. You get a three. You get a three. Everybody gets a three. Everybody gets a three. Oprah's giving out threes. You're getting a three. Everybody gets a three. (laughs) Everybody gets a three. (laughs) Speaking about threes, let's go ahead and bring this to the end for this part of the show. You got a comment or question, send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter or Facebook page. We'll be right back. Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr. If you're a history lover or a musical lover, you probably know about both Hamilton and Burr's rise to power in the early stages of American history and their infamous duel. But what if you didn't know the full story? What if one of them was a werewolf? White Rocket Entertainment proudly presents a 48-page full-color comic book, Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Written by Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. Art by Nate Niles. Colors by Ace Wheelie and Ken Solomon. Letters by Percival Constantine. And edited by Johanna Albrecht. Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Available digitally on Kindle and Comics Central. C-O-M-I-X Central. Prefer a print copy? Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale, along with my other published works, are available at theyardsaleartist.big.com cartel.com that's the yard sale artist.bigcartel.com or you can buy it directly from me creator jared albrecht the yard sale artist at any of my comic-con appearances hamilton versus burr a werewolf tale get your copy today you won't regret it don't take my word for it here's what ming chen from amc's tv series comic book men had to say about it i really enjoyed it a lot of great werewolf scenes in here a lot of great uh, this is how I wish history would be told to kids. <laughs> Books like uh, Hamilton versus Burr, A Werewolf Tale. That's Hamilton versus Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the second featured comic for this episode, X-Men number 106. Credits again are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Publisher is Marvel. Got a cover date of August 1977, but it was on sale on May 17th, 1977. Got a cover price of 30 cents, but with a variant of 35 out there yet. So they're still kind of getting to the 35 cent range. Editor was Archie Goodwin. Writer is Chris S. Claremont. Esquire. Writer is Bill Matlow. Penciler is Bob Brown and Dave Cockrum. Got anchor of Thomas Sutton. Letterer is Joseph Rosen. And colorist is Andy Yonkis. Yes. Well, you can read along with us as well, too. Hopefully you either have this issue or you can find it on Marvel Masterworks Volume 12 of the Uncanny X-Men. Also the Essential X-Men Volume 1 trade paperbacks from 1996. Otherwise, Uncanny X-Men Omnibus Volume 1 from 2006 or on the Marvel Unlimited app. 
Cover credits go to artist Dave. Let's go ahead and get a cover description from Jared. I spy that vintage Marvel Comics Group banner with white letters on a black background. And keep your eyes peeled for the heads of Banshee, Colossus, Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, and Nightcrawler in the lime green corner box. The all-new, all-different X-Men logo is a sight for sore eyes in white with blue highlights. The main action focuses us on Cyclops. Yes, that's why I'm doing all these eye puns. And he's being forced by Angel to shoot his eye blast at some of the professor's pupils. <laughs> Which include Colossus, Storm, and Nightcrawler. Eagle-eyed readers will read the cover blurb that says, The Angel is back, and he's come to murder the new X-Men with their own leader's deadly eye blast. If you blink, you might miss the final cover blurb that says, Dark Shroud of the Past. And yes, folks, my eye puns will just keep getting cornea and cornea. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Is it better like this or better like this? I mean, I've got another summary. Do you like summary one or summary two? Summary two. Summary one or summary two? I got yeah. That's that's see. They're getting better. They're getting better. Well, let's get some cover quick thoughts on this. Jared? you think I would be prepared? No. I read the summary, and <laughs> there's my name in the script, but I wasn't. Um, sorry. <laughs> Jason? Well said, Jared. Well said. I feel you, dog. I feel you. I like the energy, no pun intended, from the optic blast, but I think that there's just a lot of excitement on the cover, a lot of danger. I like the dark foreground and the bright background, how it kind of shows the power of the optic blast. The use of the colors really helps accentuate that. Nothing really in the background details, so it seemed like there might have been a little shortcut taken here, but it's used to pretty good effect. What do you think, Pat? Oh, I do agree with you. I think there's a lot of red going on, but that's because of the optic blast. Kind of intrigued of why he's doing it but we know why he's being held to do that i think like jared too i was just like yeah okay it's a cover delvin i think it's a good cover i like how desperate the situation is where cyclops looks helpless as he's blasting his buddies it makes angel look dastardly to make his buddy do that so it would make you want to at least check out why the heck angel is doing such a thing Mm -hmm. good cover not great. That's all I got. Boy, I'm wondering if we're going to be on Three Island with everybody again. <laughs> oh, boy. Starting to think it might be. Ooh. Well, let's go ahead and find out. It's a one through five as well for this. Five is it gave you a ring to swing it from. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, didn't like it. One, it turned you into a baby. A baby. A baby. Jason, what's your thoughts? I'm going to kick off this three fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> and say that it's a solid cover. Nothing really stands out. I think the highlight is the use of the colors. So I'm going to land on a three. I liked it. What did you think, Jared? We are the three. Yeah, it's a three. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. It took me a while to actually say something about the cover, but I will say this. When I first looked at it, I couldn't figure out, like, who's pulling the things back. I had to read the blurb to realize it was Angel. Yeah, exactly. Then I noticed the wing, and I was like, oh, okay. 
So something just didn't play right there, although it's still good art. So, yeah, three. Sorry. I finally thought of something to say, so I'll pass it to Pat. I am going to give it a three as well. It's not one of my favorites. It does the job, makes you want to open it up and read the story to find out what's really going on. Delvin? Same. It gets a three for me. I don't even have anything else to add. 3 d and rainbow. 3 d and rainbow. <laughs> average, 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 average. <laughs> we achieved three amigo status, my friends. <laughs> Hmm. Jay, we have a plethora of threes. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into the story of this with a synopsis provided by Mr. El Guapo himself, Jason. Cyclops, Storm, Banshee, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Colossus, Children of the Atom, Students of Charles Xavier, Mutants. Feared and hated by the world they have sworn to protect, These are the strangest heroes of all. These are the X-Men. Stanley presents the Uncanny X-Men. of the past, and when we last left our merry band of mutant heroes, they had boldly leapt into the unknown through a stargate hot on the heels of the villainous Eric the Red and his hostage Lalandra. None of this matters in issue 106, however, <laughs> as Mr. Claremont and Mr. Cockrum failed to get the next part of the story to the spinner racks on time. Instead, we get this canned issue of suck that was stored inside a glass container marked, Break Open If Your Creative Team and you need a POS store. <laughs> Basically, this story is a well-worn trope where the new X-Men fight the classic X-Men in mysterious circumstances in the danger room. It turns out the Professor X's id has manifested itself while he is in a feverish state after the battle with Fire Lord. And he has created a psychic version of his classic team to battle his new squad. You, you know what? It doesn't matter. The story was bull- and if I had subscribed to this title and was getting six issues a year, I would have been pissed. Back to you, Pat. <laughs> Jason's redeemed himself on many synopsis. <laughs> I thought you might appreciate that. Points for accuracy. Yes. Oh, boy, Jason. I think you got some issues you need to figure out. Just this one issue, Pat. Just this one issue. <laughs> He makes a good point, though. If you were getting only six a year and you got this. If you're subscribing to six a year and this is one of the six, I would have pitched for a f***ing torch in front of that office. Because Cochran wanted to go draw John Carter of fucking Mars. I've got <laughs> wow. This is going to be Ooh. the best episode ever. It's like, okay, here we go. Jason's over the blood gates. <laughs> no, man. This I thought I was going to have to tiptoe around this tonight. 
I'm thinking about that little kid that was saving up his allowance for six issues, six <laughs> issues a year, and he couldn't get it to the rack on time. Screw that, man. So you know about this already. I mean, so I'm going to take Pat's role very quickly. We're going to move into the bric-a-brac here, but like Jason. <laughs> so that's why there was an extra penciler because Cockrum went to draw John Carter. Yes. Actually, if you read the letters column in the issue, there's basically an apology from Chris Claremont right in there. It's like, sorry, we this up. I'm not going to say he threw Cockrum under the bus, but he let it be known that there's a reason why this issue wasn't the next part of the story that it was supposed to have been. Now and I gotta go read the letters column. Yeah, check out the letters column, man. It'll tick you off. Put yourself in the head of that poor 12-year-old kid who's babysat, cut lawns, done what he had to do to subscribe to this six issues a year <laughs> title and this is one of those issues that shows up on your door? No, man. No, that is far from all right. I think we should <laughs> skip everything. Brick and brack, highs, let's skip it all. Just let Jason vent a little more and call tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just more. What the, I mean, we're going to hear more lows or, or what this from them. <laughs> I've got a list of stuff. I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, Pat. I got more to uh, say. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it now. Let's get to the brick or brack. First read or reread. It's a first read for me, Delvin. First read for me, Jason. It's a reread for me, but it was a first read through the lens of this was supposed to be a continuation to a much better story. <laughs> So I don't know what that means. I'll say it's a reread for me. Jared? It's a first read for me, Pat. <sighs> All right. Well, at least we don't get a read and read on that one. <laughs> no. Everybody's disappointed. <laughs> we, get a gr- we get a grumpy cloud now. And a bomb. This is a sh- storm. This is. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Well, let's go ahead and get into some highs, lows, and what those. Let's go ahead and start with Jared. You got a high, low, or what? <laughs> you know what, Jared? You don't get to go. Just hold, hold on. I'm <laughs> teasing. Go ahead, Jared. <laughs> I want to do like a high because I think there's a lot of lows coming, but I'm not going to. I'm going to do a low, and I'll start at the front of the book. Wolverine is doing some kind of a flash dance maneuver to dodge some <laughs> lasers or something. It, it doesn't look terribly Wolverine-ish. <laughs> and then Colossus saves him from the giant beam, and he's still a jerk. Yeah. I'm sick of jerk Wolverine. He's jerkier than normal. And you don't get to do flash dance moves and be a jerk. It's one or the other. That's it. So if there's a high here, it seems like everybody started giving Wolverine crap, even yes. though some of this actually yeah. happened. Like <laughs> Storm basically gave him the African goddess version of you need to shut the F up. <laughs> Burning me out here, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. So we can get a high out of that. The team finally just got fed up with it. But that's going to be my kickoff for this. Pat, what do you got? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do a what the? <laughs> it's the best you can do, man. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, you, know. you can just leave I, it at what the? what the? Yeah, I'm like, and the thing is, is Nightcrawler doesn't know who Spider-Man is? Exactly. Someone didn't even do their homework. Wait a minute now. I thought the same thing, but if you remember, this is a flashback to an event that happened. What? Uh, what? Yeah, the team is through the Stargate. He's having the feverish dream, and this is a flashback of what happened. What? I did not pick that Another up. Another time when he was sick. Yes, it's a flashback, so it occurred before the episode where Nightcrawler first encounters Spider-Man. 
So I let that go. Erroneous. It's, it's Erroneous. The whole plot is bullshit, but the timing Please. can work out. No, no, I, I kind of hear you there. It's, uh, I don't know. All right. I, I don't know. Well Jason, said, Pat. <laughs> Jason, do you have a high or a Well, I'm going to have one high, and I'm going to just throw it out there to see if any of you can guess what my high is. Had the book ended? <laughs> That's a good one, Delvin. There's one scene in there. I'll give you a hint. You guys make fun of it because we've seen uh, Nightcrawler and Beast. Is there like a ring to swing from? Cyclops swings on a rope, so suck it, everyone. (laughs) Swing on a rope. That's my high. Delvin? That's his high. Goodness. I indulged Jason and did a very quick read of Chris Claremont's letter and yeesh. Yeah. He was kind of like Dave Cockrum, something, something, went off the draw, a different book. I can't necessarily say I blame him. It looks good. But then we got Bob Brown to do this book. Now he's dead. What? Yes. Yeah, Bob Brown passed away, too, shortly after. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, goodness gracious. Yeah. Maybe they should have just skipped the month. But yeah, he flat out just admitted. Looks like the dreaded deadline bug caught up to him. And that was something that he had kind of hoped to avoid. But it happened. And so that kind of gets my what the. I did not see that and would not have known that if it weren't for Jason. So thanks for that, man. Gives me a little bit of backdrop. It's not going to spare the rating but still. Yeah, it was a good backstory. And at least Chris Claremont apologized to the fans. And again, it just boggles my mind because this isn't a book that comes out once a month. It's once every two months. So Mm -hmm. you would think they'd be able to make that deadline. But I don't know. I suspect probably Dave Copperham's health was also probably failing him at this point in time. We're pretty close now to where John Byrne takes over as the new regular penciler on this book. Maybe one of the reasons because who knows everything that went behind it, but I don't know. Maybe Dave and Chris had a falling out or something. And he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to put up with Dave's ego anymore. And so he went with someone less egocentric and John Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a joke, isn't it, Delvin? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I wouldn't know. So, yeah, who knows? Definitely interesting. Jared, you got another high-low or what the? It's like I'm at the candy store and you're like, would you pick just one piece? There's so many pieces to choose from, except instead of candy, it's poop. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll just ask a question. I'll just ask a question. This bothered me, but maybe I don't know enough about X. So Angel rips the mask off, causing Cyclops' eyes to uh, blast Colossus, I believe, is the first guy to take a hit. Mm-hmm. Can't Cyclops just close his eyes? Or is that not a deal? He can, yes. Okay. Yes, he can. But he's not drawn that way. <laughs> Maybe Angel had his like little fingers, you know, forcing his eyelids open. I don't know. I was like, all right. I'm glad you told me about flashback, Jason, because I got really confused when we went to the last panel. And I'm like, why is Professor X on the roof now? What? And so it's so much more sense, I guess. I kind of thought, yeah, I was kind of thinking something was weird going on. Like, I'm like, this can't be true, or this is just something in the danger room going on or something. But Oh, wait, I got a high. Misty Night and Storm in the same book. There, I found something. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit high, yeah. I like that. That's all I got. I pass it to whoever's next in the script. <laughs> We kind of just, you know, threw, threw the script and the crapper, you know? Yeah. Like, 
Okay, I I will say it's a stretchy high. Okay, but I will say that this issue reveals the stresses that Professor X has been under with his psychic ability kind of under assault, if you will, by this alien evasion. And it kind of makes his behavior and the previous issue make a little more sense. I I can buy that. I'm stretching it, but there it is. Do you guys think that this book is an example of, yes, there can be too much action in a comic book? I felt like the whole thing was an action tale, and I was just like, I got to the point where I didn't care anymore about what was happening in the fight. Am I alone on that, or Pat, what do you think? I think that the action is fine when it is in line with the story. I think the problem here is they literally had a writer and an artist that just drew a emergency book, if you will, and the centerpiece of this was classic X-Men versus new X-Men, and then Chris and Dave kind of bookended it to try to make it fit into this tale that they were telling. So I don't think any amount of action is going to save it. What do you think, Delvin? Is this book an example of too much action to the point where you don't care anymore? Like this issue or X-Men? This issue. And borderline the last couple of issues of X-Men. Well, the issue overall with the title at this present moment is just pacing. Because the two issues previous to this one, they were throwing so much information at you that you're getting whiplash. Like, what the heck's going on? And then this one happened and it was kind of like, wait, what? They're in the danger room. What? Huh? What is going on? And then at the end of it, it's like, oh, nothing happened. (laughs) Word. (laughs) So the pacing of it all is just wonky and crazy. We all know that something big is coming, but they are really taking their time getting to it now to the point where if it were a perfect world, they could have spaced everything out and all these elements could have been introduced in a more orderly fashion. But things happen the way they happen for reasons. And I mean, if it's to the point where even the writer of the book had to be like, look, y'all, my bad. That says something. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, too. I think there was a lot of fighting going on and it was like, okay, just come on. You know, had to eat the filler. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I'm going to just say Chuckles shows up in this. (laughs) Yes, there's a Chuckles. My cloth says Chuckles. Yep. I and think you could read 300 more issues of X-Men and never see Cyclops say Chuckles again. <laughs> I'd be interested to see. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Let's go in and see who went the extra mile for this issue. And I think it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> Should we even do this? I don't know. Not really. Well, let's just see how it plays out. Let's humor ourselves. Yes. <laughs> and we'll start with Mr. Grumpy himself, Jason. Who went the extra mile? I'd say it's artist Bob Brown for actually putting <laughs> yeah, stuff that's what together. I was say. <laughs> and saving Chris and Dave from uh, missing their deadline. If you ask me for a character, if I have to actually give a character, I will say Cyclops for figuring out the mystery, such as it was, and being a somewhat effective leader in the danger room. All but right. Bob Brown. That's my answer. Delvin? I guess Professor X, since he, you know, overcame his mental issues and... eh, (laughs) (laughs) There's a little at the end there, buddy. (laughs) Jared? I'll give it to Wolverine for his dance into the fire. (laughs) Look at that style and panache, man. That is is amazing. That's what he does, and what he does is... 
dance. He's got Jack's hands. He's got one leg kicked up. Heck yeah, Wolverine. What you got, Pat? I'm going to go with Colossus just because he took a beating. He helped out Wolverine and still came out all right. He's like a bedrock character, you know? Mm -hmm. He doesn't get upset. He's my kind of guy. I've been a Colossus guy for a long time. Except when, you know, he completely betrays the team. Never mind. Oh, I don't know anything about that. All right, let's go ahead and get into the ratings. It's going to be a one through five. Five, it gave you a ring to swing from. You loved it. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. And one, it turned you into a baby. <laughs> it literally did turn me into a baby. I think we know where Jason's going to be. Yeah, I'm going to give it, you know, uh, a two. It's a two. I got to say it's a two. That must have killed you, Pat. It did because I, I liked somewhat of the fight scenes, but it's a two, Delvin. You know, sometimes you have to eat the filler, but this filler. They, they uh, forced this filler down our throat. Yeah. They're teasing this storyline. It's like, you ready for it? You ready for it? You ready for it? Filler. What? We're like the dogs with the get the ball, get the ball, get the ball. <laughs> Did you read Spidey first or did you read this one first? I read Spidey first. I did too. I read this one first, actually. Because I'm like, it's all filler for this episode. Mm -hmm. Yep, it is an episode of filler. It is, but at least Spidey's filler had more of a purpose. Yeah. And it gave you something to look forward to for the next issue. This one was kind of like, we advanced the story nowhere. It's planned filler versus unplanned filler. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's right. Even just a page of, hey, here's what's happening when they went through the gate or something would have been. Yeah. Anything, even to the point where Chris had to apologize, they blew it. This one's a two for me. Jared. I'm barely going to give it a two. It wants a one so bad. The only reason I'm going to give it the two is because while I was reading it, I was asking myself, what's going on? Who are these guys? It's not the original team. So who are they? What's going on? And so that carried me through the two, but the two still means I did not like it. Jason? Two as well. And even Uh. though I did act like a baby. <laughs> I got to give some respect to Bob Brown for filling in with the artwork and rest in peace, Mr. And, uh, Brown. Rest in peace, Mr. Brown. You bumped yep. it up a point. You saved it a point. All right. Well, I think that's enough for this filler of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. So you got a comment or question, send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter or Facebook page. And we will be right back. The Too Old, Too New Podcast, a show dedicated to reviewing books from the bins and recent reads. I'm Bill. And I'm Seth. Be sure to listen to us on our Too Old, Too New Comic Book Podcast, where we talk about two old comic books and two new comic books every episode. Comic book fans don't miss out. Too Old, Too New is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. Welcome back from the break. Let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that are now entered into our quarterly drawings to win free swag that may include, but is not limited to, comic art, prints, comics, sometimes autographed by creators, trading cards, action figures, appearance on a Longbox Crusade show, lunchboxes, DVDs, CDs, and the list just goes on and on. They also enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com, and early access to special long box episodes so these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show mm-hmm. 
Lasseter Stashett, Bob Buster, Dave Collins, Gene Hendricks, Ivan the Collector, Ivor Evans, Joe Thomas, Maxwell Traver, Mr. Lobotomy, Ronald Witt, Ross Michaud, Samantha Maney, Steve Cronin, Timmy, and Toronto Cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com, and we will get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? How do I become a Crusaders Club member? I'm glad you asked. It's simple. Just head over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but still want to help us out at Longbox Crusade headquarters? Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just star ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show and we will share your review on the next show. Now, on to social media, likes, shares, and retweets from Chronicles episode 25 from March 1977 where we talked about Amazing Spider-Man number 169 and X-Men 105. Kicking everything off is Aaron Head Moss. At Nan, at Nan. And I left my wallet with Al Sedano. Alaric Sheffley. Alec Edward Taylor. Angelique Elman Madeira. Angelica Fetty Wolf. Anthony Molinaro. Anthony Sheeran. Bill Bear. BoldOutlaw.com. Brian Yates. Brittany Miller. Caleb Shaw. Charles Zotuk. Charlie Green. Chip Lambert. Chris Mageha. Christopher Johnson. Christopher Luke. I'm your father. Clinton Robinson. Coop Coop Kachoo. It is a podcast, Coffee and Comics. Comics in the Golden Age. Damon Hayward. Daniel Mark Phillips. Darren Mason. Daryl Jones. Darth Ron. David Ron. Collins. That was, was just a crazy old man. Dave Baish. <laughs> Deborah Smith. Ah, that's a good one right there. It's a great one. It's the best. It's Delvin's mom. Very cool. Mrs. Smith. Sorry. Manners 007. <laughs> Dame. Dame Deborah Smith. Dame Deborah Smith. Ooh. Hell yeah. Derek Parker. Eric Cater. Eric Ward. Firestorm fan. Fabio Alves Arujo. Gal walks into a comic shop. Hope she's okay. <laughs> Gary Larnoff. Gene Hendricks. Green Lantern HG. Gustavo Lugo. Hal Jordan. Hondo. Huey C. Amex. Ivan Chudley. James Charles Huntley. Jean-Pierre Page. Jonathan Schaefer Hames. He knows what he did. Julie Jansen. She knows what I did. Cam Moltashemi. Ken Barr Jr. Kevin Howard. Kirk Spencer. Laurel. Logan Set. Mark Cole. Mark Holcomb. Mary Lanford Price. Max Traver. Michael O'Connor. Nethead. Usually got to pay extra for that. <laughs> Noah Magana. Raymond Shannon. Reggie Hancock. Rich Gignac. Rick Heineken. Robert Charles. Ross Michaud. Roy Ludwig III. Ryan Daly. Scott Berry. Scott D. Glad Felter. Scott Summers. Thomas Ash. Secret Wars and Beyond. Podcast. Shag Matthews. Siskoid. Senor Alicate. Steve Hopkins. Steve McJagger. Soraya Orsoy. Tim Hansen. <laughs> Tim Price. Come on down. <laughs> 
It was on this episode. Even more fitting. Unpacking the power of Power Pack. Take it, Pat. Ain't nobody unpacked the power of the Power Pack with the Power Pack Power Can't Stop. <laughs> well, JB Mitty. Warlord Worlds. West McGee. And Xenozoic Xenophiles. Those trick or talk doesn't even bother anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder why, why man. Where's our trick or talk? And you. now let's move on to social media comments from. Ryan Daly writes, and he always writes good ones. I'm going to give that Spidey cover a three, not because I believe that, but just because I want to be on the show again someday. Hashtag I'm with Pat. Hashtag good one, Pat. Oh, Ryan. Good one, Ryan. Good one. <laughs> just buttering that bread. Just buttering it up. <laughs> you complete me. I'm going to grab one from what I think might be a first-time commenter, Bob Ruggiero. Bob yeah. says, I vividly recall getting both of these on the rack at age seven or eight. The Spider-Man cover shocked me. How could this happen? And that was the first X-Men I ever bought. Thanks for the nostalgia trip. Man, Bob, we're happy to have you aboard the Good Ship Crusader Chronicles. I will read a comment from Ross Michelle who says... Damn, Delvin, throw you a perfectly adequate compliment on your pod prowess efforts and you get all up in my business. And we had a back and forth and I wound up calling Bullseye and it was a whole thing. So <laughs> we should just move on. Well, I've got one here from Ivan Chudley who says, thank you, Jason Albrick, for an answer of how Magneto became a baby. That's what I do. I bring the knowledge to this show, as you can tell. These guys don't appreciate it. But Ivan Chudley, Ivan Chudley, you get me. Shut up, Delvin. Shut up, Delvin. Jason's doing the deep dives, getting the answers to questions, and we're like, you better wrap it up, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes. That's what you get. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to everyone for the follows, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate your friendship and help in spreading the word about this podcast. And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website longboxcrusaderchronicles.blogspot.com where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to give a big thanks to Jared, Jason, and Delvin for joining me this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the internet. Delvin? You can find me at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven on Twitter. Jason. If you're on Twitter, you can find me at Weasel Skull. Otherwise, you can find me at Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. Jared. I am Yard Sale Artist. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all at Yard Sale Artist. Pat. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Christatos01. If you want to hear more from us on our trek through all the James Bond films, check out On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? They can find that on iTunes, Google Google Play, which is a new <laughs> format. Mm-hmm. It used to be called Google Play, but then it got really late at night. Now it's Google, Google Play. <laughs> Added more old school. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the best you guys get it. Oh, <laughs> the best part is I forwent the Sean Connery impression, and Sean is just drunk. He's all kinds of drunk. That's why I didn't get on the mic, and he's just looking at me, shaking my head like, <laughs> "I could have done better than that boy." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you can check it out at www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or you can hit us up at Twitter at OHMSPod. 
If you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered in to win additional free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on the YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crusader Chronicles. You got a comment or question, email us at contact.longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook or Instagram or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. So until next time, take care and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the crusade to read the Music for Crusader Chronicles is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J O S E F L I M 99. You won't regret it. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Let her whistle, Mary Jane. <laughs> Let it whistle. You close your mouth because you're cold busted. (laughs) (laughs) So mad with you, I don't even I don't even know what to do. (laughs) No, don't go looking in that podcast feed. (laughs) Cause ain't nothing there. That's right. I gave it all away. Let's begin now. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear Mary Jane say let it whistle, Peter. <laughs> Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the first feet. Uh, first. 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 <laughs> Doth mother know you wears her drapes? What? Huh? What? That was a fight scene between Iron Man and Thor in the Avengers movie. Gosh. <laughs> How quickly you guys forget. <laughs> Jason's supposed the cracks. <laughs> Pass the pipe to Jason. <laughs> Take it away and see you guys blaming me. You know, I'm going to go with Colossus. That's not a real character. Yeah, it is. Colossus? Yeah. Okay. I'm Okay. Colossus. What's his name? Yeah. You got Colossus. it. Yeah. Colossus. What did I say? Colossus. Colossus. So, it's, the, it's the Greek version. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh man, there was no Chris PTO and Pat books on our list. I know it just uh, it just dawned on me. We need to have a word with him. Like we yeah. did not get to sing, and that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I don't like, just lie, lie, to, lie to us, Chris. Just give us a token. Like we don't care. Yeah, we got a thing to do over here, buddy. Yeah, we didn't get one from Chris, huh? He must yeah, not he's allowed a break. Yeah, we'll let him take a breather. Maybe he rolled a little bit too far down the highway. Forgot yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, everybody's yeah. got something. We all have our things. Except for me. I'm damn near perfect. Except for Jared. He's damn near perfect. How <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, takes. <laughs> Come on, Pat. Come at me. No, bro. Come on. Nope. Not going to do it. I'm not going to fall for your trap.